0: ACR Homes has essential jobs and internships for students. Find peace of mind and job security with their flexible and rewarding part-time jobs by caring for the needs of people who have disabilities. Because ACR Homes offers paid training, your compassion for others and desire to make a difference is more important than your previous experience. To apply, please contact universityoffice at acrhomes.com or visit their website at www.acrhomes.com. Hey everyone, I'm
1: Ava Kian. I'm Megan Germanson.
0: I'm Hannah Kramadine, a campus
1: administration reporter. And welcome back to In the Know, a podcast by the Minnesota Daily.
2: Last July, in the midst of protests against police brutality, the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council, or MIAC, sent University of Minnesota leadership a series of specific requests. They asked the university to partner with the 11 Minnesota tribal nations and establish a system-wide tuition waiver and create an American Indian Policy Review Task Force that would review the university's past and present policies, along with other requests.
1: So in today's episode, we look into those requests with the president of the Prairie Island, Medawakitan Dakota Tribe, and vice chair of MIAC, Shelley Buck. We hear the university's response from Senior Director of American Indian Tribal Nations Relations, Tad Johnson, to get a better understanding of the university's current relationship with the Tribal Nations of Minnesota.
0: One request in MYAC's letter was that university leadership, including the regents and the president, be required to take a tribal state and tribal university relations course and be required to meet with the tribal leaders at least three times per year. They also pointed to the university's failure to teach about tribal economies and their history as a land-grant institution.
3: Yep, my name is Shelley Buck. We made these requests because, well, we've been making these requests as MIAC, as individual tribes, um, for years. But we're making this collective request because it's, t- it's time. I mean, it's, it's past time. We, we are done being forgotten. We're done seeing things happen to our people and finding that it comes back to education. Everything's education. And my tribe learned years ago, that the only way we were going to succeed as a tribe was to educate our people in the uh, dominant society's way. And, uh, if we truly want to be one Minnesota, then I think it's time we start making these changes. And, uh, I mean, I know for me, I'm a fighter. So, um, I'm ready to make this happen. And uh, I'm pretty stubborn too. And I think we have a lot of tribal leaders like that in this state right now. So it's it's time. It's time to get this done. It's time that they work with us. We're not asking for anything outrageous. We really aren't. We just simply ask that past wrongs be righted. and uh, And we work together. I mean, we're willing to work with them on this.
2: As the vice-chair of MIAC, Buck was involved in the writing of the letter and resolutions that MIAC sent to the university. Last August, a month after MIAC sent the letter, President Gable met with them to discuss their requests. But Buck said it's important for them to hear directly from the Board of Regents as well, since they hold a lot of power within the university. Is there something specific that you would like to hear from the Board of Regents themselves?
3: Well, I think they need to acknowledge the wrongs that were done to the Dakota people, especially uh, in a state, first acknowledge that our land was stolen from us, and the university has profited from that land still quite nicely, and have them acknowledge the fact that that is Dakota land that they're on.
0: Among the Board of Regents, there was some confusion about Mayak's letter, Originally, it was sent to Brian Steves, who is the executive director and corporate secretary of the board. Some of the regents I tried to get in contact with didn't know much about the letter at first, but I ended up getting a hold of Regent Michael Shu, who told me axe letter was never forwarded to the regents until this week, almost five months after it was originally sent. The letter wasn't forwarded until Tuesday. Other members also said they didn't receive the email until Tuesday. I was able to talk with Regents Darren Rocha and Randy Simonson, who also confirmed that information, both of whom said they would like to see conversations on the letter going forward. The reason Brian Steve sent out the letter this week informing some board members of its existence was because I asked Regent Hsu for a comment about my request. Other university administrators have been more
1: responsive. Tad Johnson is the Senior Director of American Indian Tribal Nation Relations and also a professor of American Indian Studies and a member of the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa, as the figurehead for university tribal nation relations, we asked him about his initial thoughts regarding Mayak's letter.
4: Well, actually, I I think it it probably it's the beginning of a very constructive dialogue that has long been needed between uh, the Indian tribes of Minnesota and the University of Minnesota, and. Um, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of history there. President Gable not only met with the 10 tribes that are uh members of the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council but on November 4th she and I met on Zoom with uh the one tribe that's not a member of the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council and she wanted to make sure that um she met with all the tribes and so um it's you know it's not easy to schedule a tribal leader or an entire tribal council. And it's really not easy to schedule a president. But she, she wanted to do it. And so we did it. And we're gonna, she's going to appear in front of the tribes again on December 18th.
1: In response to some of Mayak's requests, Johnson said the university plans to conduct their own research into some of the tragic historical events Mayak referenced.
4: You know, Daniel Patrick Moynihan said, we're all entitled to our own opinions, but we're not entitled to our own facts. And so when um, President Gable was meeting with the tribes, she agreed that, you know, let's work together to get to the bottom of these issues that um, the tribes have had with the university over the years. And so um, we're seeking grant funding for the tribes to do their research. And we're seeking grant funding for the university and um, uh, to do research, and we want to work together, hand in hand, with the tribes on creating. um, You know, it's it's the beginning of truth and reconciliation, and I think the first thing we need to do is fact finding. They see the benefit; the tribes see the benefit. And I worked for tribes for years. They, you know, as a tribal member and, and and as a former tribal attorney. The utility of working with one of the world's great universities is a, is a real obvious.
1: We asked Buck if there's a plan for Mayak to conduct their own research or collaborate with the university, as Johnson mentioned. Buck had a different attitude than Johnson about who should be conducting the research.
3: That I don't know for sure, but um, I don't know why we need to do it when it's the university that's the one that caused the problem. They should be the ones that have to figure it out.
2: One recent change within the university was their announcement of MPAC 2025. It's an entire university-wide plan, which one part of it is targeted towards strengthening relations with Minnesota's tribal nations. In an email that shouted out Native American Heritage Month, President Gable said that the university had, quote, collaboratively developed goals and metrics, end quote, with MIAC for this plan. However, Buck wasn't familiar with it.
3: I don't know if I know... I remember hearing about it, but I don't know if I remember actually getting a copy. Yeah, I guess we're wondering if
1: that plan was ever discussed with Mayak. Was there a partnership in creating those goals? And I mean, we saw this email right as we were thinking of where the story would go. And it was just shocking to see her mention it, but not really
3: provide much elaboration on. And unfortunately, that's what we have gotten throughout the years from not only places like the U, but other um, areas where we, we work with people on, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of good things that people say, but it's the follow through. that doesn't come and uh, it's pretty frustrating. And I think we have the set of, of tribal leaders throughout the state that are just fed up with it all. And we're we're ready to make sure those changes get made, regardless of what that means, we have to do.
2: We went back and forth with Buck about impact before sending her a link to the university's 35-page plan.
3: Yeah, I've not seen this. So it's sounding like
1: there might not have been consultation with Mayak prior to creating it.
3: Unless, you know, they did a presentation... And I don't know if I... Actually, no, I don't remember this at all. No, this doesn't look familiar at all. But that doesn't mean others haven't seen it. I just haven't seen it.
2: In light of the clear miscommunication surrounding impact and collaboration with MIAC, we also asked Johnson why it's difficult for the university to establish and maintain communication with the tribes.
4: It takes a while to do stuff around here. So they, the previous administration... Kind of dip their toes into tribal consultation. Um, President Gable is diving in full, you know, head first um, and um, really wanting to get in and have a, a true, um, meaningful conversation with the tribes. And I feel that there's a forward momentum in the state um, because of Governor Walls and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan and then kind of uh, the whole new number of Native American, largely women uh, that have gotten elected to office, pointed to the bench, um, and so um, there's there's a great deal of leadership um, by women on 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 reservations. Several tribal leaders are now uh, women, which I when I began my career that was very unusual.
1: Buck expressed a similar sentiment to Johnson when asked about the change in leadership at the university.
2: You know, obviously, this has been. A long time uh, coming, and you've had brief discussions or discussions before about you know changing university tribal relations. But you said that you you felt hopeful still. So I'm kind of wondering, you know what makes this why is it different now?
3: Well, one, the university now has a female in charge. I think um, as females we we listen a little differently. We think a little differently. Um, I think we're more open-minded in general. I mean, you can't put us all in the same group, but um, but I think that helps. And also, um, I just think the whole atmosphere am- around us, not just for Native people, but for, for all people, uh, Black, Indigenous, people of color, there's just a different change. It feels different. Um, it's no longer a, something that we're just trying to do it's something we are doing and we will do and there just seems to be such a a unique will to make things change finally and not just oh let's get our voice out there let's get this done it's like no let's this will get done there's no more let's let's try it's let's do and I always say "We're, we're done asking we're starting to demand
2: Although both parties are excited to have established communication with each other, Buck says MIAC needs more than just dialogue.
3: We'd like a clear plan on where we go from here. You know, we always, as tribes, get a lot of lip service. And I know we're all, especially the 11 tribes in this state, I know we're tired of the lip service and we're ready for some action. Um, tribal consultation is more than just uh, coming up with something, sending it to the tribes, saying, okay. We have our tribal consultation. No, true tribal consultation involves tribes at the seat, having, having a seat at the table from the very beginning, and us being part of that creation of those policies, those procedures. Um, and we hope that there's some clear pathway into that from this meeting and the meetings to follow.
1: Johnson agrees that tribal consultation requires more than a simple meeting, but he maintains that the university is on the right track.
4: It's um, simply this, it's meaningful consultation. Um, uh, for When I was a young lawyer, um, we would do a meeting with the Bureau of Indian Affairs or a local county, and they, it was kind of the Pat the Indians on the head meeting. And it's like, okay, check, we check the box where we talk to the Indians? That's not the way it is anymore. Now, most tribal leaders have Amy Klobuchar, Tina Smith, Tim Walls, Keith Ellison on speed Down. And so that happened because uh, the tribes, um, people started recognizing the tribes as sovereign nations, which is what they are, um, and started listening to their problems and their issues. And now that the university has started going down this road of listening to tribes, um, when we are developing programs um, or policies that impact tribes even remotely, I think uh, uh, the best thing we can do is have meaningful dialogue, meaningful consultation, where um, they talk and we listen. The tribes talk and the university listens. And it's as that might be an overly simplified um, statement, but um, it's the only thing that works as far as um, tribal relations. And it's, you know, I've seen things change uh, over the last 30 years. As it
2: stands now, President Gable is planning to meet with Mayak again in December, which Buck says she's looking forward to.
1: It's clear that President Gable is making tribal relations a priority more than other university leaders in the past but it remains to be seen how the university will fully respond to MYAC's requests and move forward with a plan of action.
2: Thanks to Hannah Ikramuddin for helping us report on this. You're welcome. In other U
0: news, the Malcolm Yards Affordable Housing Project in Prospect Park is moving forward after securing money from Hennepin County. Student Legal Services is working on cases for students who were kettled on I-94 during the post-election protests. And a new popcorn shop has opened in Dinkytown. We'll see you next week.